Welcome to Stop, Hack, and Roll, a podcast about reliving our favorite scenes from the classic 2001 movie, A Knight's Tale. I'm Brandon. And I'm James. And today we're going to be talking about what makes a tabletop game a tabletop game and how to make tabletop games do jousting. Let's get self-indulgent. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, which self and how indulge? How indulge? Mine and so much. Okay. Um, so I have, as you know, been working on Ragcrawl. Um, yeah. Which is my little skirmish game, which I'm increasingly going like, first off, Ragcrawl no longer makes any sense as a name. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a legacy it was, name. Yeah, it's a legacy name. It doesn't make any sense. I need to change it because Ragcrawl was roguelike arena dungeon crawl yeah that's what it is and now it is like a pre-made roster skirmish game that like i theoretically am trying to write like create your own character stuff for but like it's increasingly a board game and it's not a dungeon crawl (laughs) and uh but everything is labeled as rad crawl so i need to either come up with a new name for it or accept that it's a legacy name that makes no sense Per scroll, yeah, scroll, per scroll, pre-made roster skirmish, pre-made roster Um, but so so that's that is so I I was thinking about that game, and I was thinking about jousting because I am. (laughs) Why why were you thinking about jousting? Hold on, because okay, because you encounter a lot of jousting in your in your day to day life. No, of course not. But James. All geeks are either a sci-fi geek or a fantasy geek. Yeah. And, and I, we're on the opposite sides of that coin. We're on the opposite side of that spectrum. And so like, it's, if you saying, like, you know, like, why would you be thinking about jousting? I'm, I could be like, why are you thinking about, like, uh, space travel cooling systems? Yeah. And, I do like, be you thinking know, about that sometimes. I know you'd be thinking about that sometimes. Uh, and so, you know, I just was. Just was thinking about that. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And I started making a little game. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to make this little game. I'm going to just crank it out super quick. It's not going to be connected to anything. It's going to be super, super simple. And then I was like, what if I made it more complicated? And what if I made it in that same kind of rad crawly space? Because it, it has like some mechanics that are similar-ish. Okay. And now I think I've come up with a, uh, with an, a, a, a fun little joust mini game thing okay. that I want to explore a little bit. Are some of the characters on ostriches and some of them on uh, pterodactyls or or whatever it is? They probably should be. I th- I haven't done any of those yet. I wonder. But it would be a little wrong for me to not include that reference. I wonder how expensive it would be to make this a licensed joust TTRPG. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'll do. I'll I'll get rid of the Radcrawl branding and just. Get who the license to joust, joust. and yeah, put everything if, under if, that. If you are listening to this podcast and you know who owns the joust brand, no please, Googling. Please, yeah, no, yeah, you can't Google it. Organic. That doesn't count. But if you just know, <laughs> reach out to us and we'll figure it out. I'll forget that. Reach out to them. Yeah, just tell and, them, yeah, hey, you want them. to do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, But so basically I started like, 
goofing around with ideas. I started, I'm trying to see like, does this fit in any sort of way? And it doesn't. And I'm kind of thinking of doing it anyway. Um, which like, there's a part of me that is going, this is, this is absurd. Brennan, you have made the least mark. You're making the least marketable thing in the world. Well, that's the goal. I thought that was the whole goal. And it's, it is kind of the goal because I, I'm tired of rat racing. <laughs> You're tired of um, things that people like. I'm tired of things that people like. <laughs> I just, I just need it. I just need a break from, from like, I made this game about telenovelas and everyone loved it. <laughs> now I want to make something that people will hate. Yeah. 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 I, there, there should be zero overlap between your, the audiences of your games and the problem is, if you, if you get too broad of an audience first ground, <laughs> you need to, to get pretty, pretty tight to avoid the next one. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking we might talk about uh, either the rules of jousting or, or ideas about it. Or we Are we could, talking uh, about whether, whether or not it's a tabletop role-playing game or whether or not it's a board game? God, that's such and an awkward the, conversation. We probably should. Is. Let's define... <laughs> conclusively and what is a tabletop rpg what's a what's a tabletop role-playing game and what is a board game you're on notice twitter we're about to solve one of your (laughs) biggest dramas yeah (laughs) yeah they'll just say tune in to stop hack and roll episode whichever one it is here's the thing if it has a board (laughs) it's a board game definitely agreed 100 percent uh if it doesn't have a board board, not a board game yes agreed (laughs) Agreed. Um, I think that this is definitely a board. Okay. Um, although actually, you know what? This potentially doesn't have a board. Yeah. Now it, I it has give little you... trackers. It has a little tracker you put the thing on. Not probably not a board game. Probably not a board game. Yeah. If you are doing a theater of the mind, yeah. And what you're imagining in your theater of the mind is a board. <laughs> might be a board game. That's true. That's true. It's just an imaginary board game. Yeah. Yeah, I think an imaginary board um, is still a board. That's actually not where all of the issue is. The issue is that <laughs> this is a tabletop RPG podcast, and I am a tabletop RPG designer in theory. Yeah. Um, and what I have done is created two games that I do not know how you would play them. Okay. Well, as well RPGs. Well, okay. So, so let me actually let me lay yeah, this no, down. Go ahead. Here is, can I have a, a, a the flip side <laughs> of my previous hot take? This is a tabletop gaming podcast. You yeah. are a tabletop gaming designer. Anything you make is a tabletop role playing. <laughs> I made uh, I made a couple of cheeseburgers the other day. <laughs> tabletop role playing games. <laughs> tabletop role playing games. <laughs> it's just the it's the prescriptive definition of yeah yeah. Grilled up some barbecue chicken. Tabletop yeah. <laughs> crunchy role playing games. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, because I got a nice sear, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the only way. Yeah, that's the truth. It, you are you are not designed by what you produce, but what you are defines what you yeah, produce. Obviously, exclusively in a hundred percent of situations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's solved. <laughs> I think that's entire branches of philosophy that we just solved. Also, <laughs> of like yeah. what it is to exist, mm-hmm. what is art, epistemology. Is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. So, so I am kind of having some, uh, some questions in my mind of like, is there a world that I could like borrow some pages from like Yaziba's Bed and Breakfast, which is, is I think, a tabletop role playing game 
that has a roster and has you doing specific things, um, but is much more telling stories and much more mm-hmm. role-playing game? Um, or do I just go, no, this is a game that you sit across the table from your opponent and you roll dice in order to have your frog hurl itself against a demon, and then at the end you say, I was the better knight. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's just D&D. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> D- is D and D a board game? D and D is a board game. That's the problem. D and D is a board game. Yeah, I mean, you um, have a board. You have figures. It's a board yeah, game. It is I'm a board sorry. game. One hundred percent. D and D is a uh, board game. And ninety percent of the rules are about the board game, not about anything. I'm gonna else. just gonna go ahead right now and tweet D and D is a board game. <laughs> and we're gonna see what happens yeah. by the time this episode comes out tomorrow. Sounds good. <laughs> that is that is I think a argument that shouldn't be controversial hopping back to hot takes that shouldn't be controversial because it's objectively a board game yeah but uh but certainly because that's the case where even if you're playing without miniatures you're playing theater of the mind what you're imagining is a board is a board yeah it's just it might be not like a high definition board but yeah it's not like if you're if when you play 7C or Fate or something like that, where you might theater of the mind. In those cases, you're not imagining a board. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, do you want to do some jousting? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I can I can stop taking taking hot (laughs) shots at at uh at stuff and we can talk about a game. Hasn't Wizards of the Coast been through enough? Look, look, what makes (laughs) DD great is that you can fit all of the rules in one tweet. And if it oh isn't in that one tweet, then like 95% of all players don't need to know that. J- James, this like, we are, we are not a Twitter tabletop <laughs> RPG podcast, drama podcast, but the, the, the rage. <laughs> I, I've been holding back so many things on Twitter. I've been yeah. trying so hard not to make my life miserable by being like, there's horrible on Twitter. Three- Hundred pages of writing, but like you can basically boil it all down to just one part of one of the rules. Yeah, yeah, you can't possibly describe shadow. And that's, what, in the same and that's way. what people and that's what people love. Yeah, that is okay. But yeah, let's let's, let's joust. <laughs> so, here's my idea for jousting. Yeah, um, it pulls on some of like the things that we've worked on. When we were doing like some of the racing game stuff, um, in that it, like I don't want to put things on an actual pitch against each other, yeah, and like count out like you went three tiles or anything like that, or like figure out distances because that's boring in my mind. Um, and so what I'm thinking it is is each joust is like you have three like movements in the joust to get to like your final position okay. of like wh- how fast you were going when you hit. And so like characters will have basically um, five speed slots that they have depending upon what the character is. And they'll be able to like basically move along that track um, for each movement of the joust. So, like, you might be going, like, slowly in order to be more defensive, or, like, you might be going, like, full speed ahead, and different jousters will have different ability to deal with different speeds. Okay. But the stats that come out of the speeds aren't based on just your location on your speed track. 
it's based on the added speed of the two jousters. Oh, interesting. So like, um, I'm able, so like, let's say I'm going, I'm someone who's like, uh, a relatively slow character, right? My movement options might be between one, cause you gotta be moving somewhere. Cause otherwise you're not jousting. Um, and one and like five, uh, and you're, you're a quick jouster. You might have like speeds from like, I don't know, one to eight. But then a, in addition to those speed options that we're doing, we have another little table that's like, uh, if your speed, if the combined speed is uh, two to five, this is your attack, this is your defense. If the combined speed is six to eight, this is your attack, this is your defense. And so what you're trying to do is adjust your speed uh, in order to keep yourself in the right range when you two hit in order to use the stats you want to be using. Interesting. And so basically your, your attack and your defense are going down are going up and down for like your ideal speed mm -hmm. at which to hit. And so like I might have like an ideal speed of seven uh, or probably may maybe even lower than that because I'm a slow guy. Like my ideal speed is for the two of us to add up to six and your ideal speed is the two of us add up to nine. And so like each round, each of those like three movements, we're going like I'm, I'm going like, okay, I'm pulling back, I'm pulling back and you're trying to speed it up and we're trying to hit our so goal numbers. The idea being like, just for simplicity's sake, that if I'm a fighter who, who or if I'm a, a jouster who best jousts when we are both going the same speed, then it doesn't matter if we are both going one on a scale of five, if, or if we're going five, or if we're both going five, as long as we're both going the same number, I'll be the most happy. Is that like kind of the idea? I'm, I mean, it could depend, because like, I feel like what's cool about this is it gives a decent amount of like uh, things that you can modify right mm -hmm. because obviously the jousters should also have some kind of an ability if i'm making pre-written rostery characters they need abilities um and so like you might have if as the fast jouster you might be able to like punish a character that is in their lower speed levels uh by like hitting harder at that point right so like someone can't slow down on you or, or you'll get them also mm. Uh, and so like, th there's just like, it gives a lot of little dials to start adjusting that like your, the actual question of like, what is the combined speed is one place that gives you your base stats basically. And then you also can go like, Hey, um, this character, if they're faster than the other, than their opponent, they get a plus two attack. Um, this character, if they have, uh, if they've slowed down every round, then they get uh, an extra two two defense oh, and like have things cool. like that going on um, with each jouster having like two little abilities like that and additionally uh, because this I think this will go really really quickly because you would just be, be going like I speed up to four that makes up my speed this yeah. I, I slow down to two that makes my speed this um, be, you would have three jousts and for each joust you're picking a different weapon that also gives an ability and has like some modifiery things. Yeah, okay. So it's got like almost like a golf club selection okay, uh, like mini that. game connected to it as well. I'm trying to, sorry, I'm trying to desperately remember um, as I do, as, as I am want to do every, every, every like <laughs> 10 episodes or so. Um, I'm going to dig back up and try to remember how to play Shinobi Gami, which is a <laughs> Japanese ninja game. 
Yes. But it specifically That's... also has a speed system. Is that the one that has like a grid of skills? It has a grid of skills and how how far away the skill is from a skill you have yeah. affects how well you do it. But like, I'm going to share this you uh, share my screen really quickly. Which again, great audio content. But like, this is <laughs> it's great audio content as we discuss something that I think we've discussed three or four different times. Yeah, at this point, you should have just, <laughs> you should open the open the PDF at home. We know you have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, from this, the so from last time when you looked it up again and you were like, I just need to download this. Yeah. Um, I, I don't remember exactly how this all works, but basically, like you have a velocity that you set during the beginning of combat. And it goes okay. from mundane, mundane to faster than light. And how fast you're moving, I think, in this case, determines how many actions you take per per combat round. Okay. But, like, the faster you're going, the worse things can happen. Because, obviously, if you're going oh, very okay. fast, then, like, if you fail, you fail much worse than if you're going at totally. a more manageable yeah. speed. That is, like, pretty much exactly what I'm going for. Um, Like, having it so that you're, you know, you're trying to to uh, knock off your opponent and like manage mm-hmm. your skill uses, which are like can be different things. Uh, but like knowing that y- you kind of need to go fast if you want to do damage for the most yeah. part, you know. Um, and kind of just like working out the the number balances and like aiming for your perfect number while, see while they like, do or don't know it. I could see that being. If you're talking about having like some set of the the results of a joust run be like the difference between the two speeds or the adding the two speeds together. Yeah. And then with some other bonuses, like if you always reduce your speed three rounds in a in a row, then you get a bonus. Or if you're going twice as fast as your opponent, you get a bonus. Or if you are on an odd numbered speed, whatever, then you get a bonus. I can yeah. see that being impossible to achieve any of those things it might be in a way that is not fun it could be totally impossible to do those things Um, that's where like some testing and figuring it out exactly um and like figuring out which things are actually fun and which things aren't you know yeah um that uh because like i i think that there is some fun in like looking at your opponent's speed and looking at your speed and going like Maybe maybe you're just deciding your abilities based on your own speed, because because then you're you're like you know oh I can see that they're getting in a position to do a massive attack that'll knock me out if I if I get hit by it. Mm. Um, I'm not sure. There's there's still some question. There's still still some definite questions on like how exactly to make this work. But I feel like what I want to do is get that feeling of like moving little like moving your chips around setting things up and then rolling yeah you know yeah because that i mean that evokes the same kind of um very tangible feeling of um the board game (laughs) to to put a check in the board game (laughs) column uh the board game uh formula d where you're you're driving a car and you have to constantly set your what gear you're in and that determines yeah. the die you roll. And so you can shift down if you need to like roll. Of, you have to stop during corners. So you have to like shift down to use smaller dice. And so you're like, mm-hmm. you're constantly thinking about what you're doing next and what that will allow you to do. Yeah, I could see that. 
I could see that being very interesting. And I'm, I think I'm the most, I'm personally the most interested in the combination of like what, I like that golf analogy, honestly. Like, I like right? that you, you carry, uh, like, because because the, if you're talking about pre-made characters that people can pick up and play, then the idea that they have, like, one to three mounts and maybe, like, one to three joust like uh lances lances yeah they all have different abilities and the different abilities trigger at different speeds so if you find that like you're working your way up and then you're going faster you maybe you switch to your fast lance yeah yeah i can see um, it being so, interesting so i'm not 100 percent sure like how quickly you should be able to swap stuff like i think you probably shouldn't be able to switch mount in the middle no, no switching no. mount is actually something i didn't even think of but like a switching mount in the middle of a of a joust obviously makes no sense, but maybe in the middle yeah. of a match, it's cool. Yeah, um, maybe yeah, not. Between, I'm not even between, sure. Like between jousts, yeah, yeah. At some point, you have to lock down the terminology here. So I would say, <laughs> I would say that a joust is the equivalent of a match. Like, yeah, a match. Okay. Yeah, like, when when you are facing off against one other person, that the totality of that is a joust, and then. Everything that is that every sub breakup of that is like a pass. You make it. You're making yes. passes on each other, and those are the like switching switching lances between passes would be fine, and switching Definitely. lances between or maybe maybe even like because you could have a cool like maybe your character has ten lances, but then you bring three of them into the into the joust, mm, and then you can like swap, and then you switch yeah, between yeah. those, but not between the ones you didn't mount on your back or whatever. Yeah, and then yeah. you can't switch your mount. Are you gonna have any unmounted combat? Because jousts so, frequently end unmounted. So, uh, needless to say, this is rad crawl. This is rad crawl compatible. Uh, and so I was thinking that uh, what I would do is make the characters in this jousty game. And also have them have rad crawl stats. So, like, you know, okay. if you want to just bash, bash <laughs> at each other instead, or in addition to, uh, then you can do that as well. I, I know that, like, that, uh, that actual jousts, the, the rules for actual jousts differed pretty significantly. Mm -hmm. um, but I was mostly assuming that the jousting would be relatively separate from, like, you know, you might, like, go to, like, a tourney and... Uh, and you, you do a joust, you get some points, and then you, you get to set up in your actual, in your little melee fight or whatever it is. Hmm. Ooh, this gives you then, um, this would give you the ability to have nobility who are watching, who each have like a scarf or a, a magical item or something like that. But oh. then, then if you win their favor, like it, maybe even like, you have to like basically the way that we you kind of originally had a version of Brad Crawl that had announcers who had like yeah. announcer abilities. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what? It's it's like it's like Passion. Like you have NPCs <laughs> who have um, a move where if you oh, do a specific yeah. thing, you get control of them. It's like mm -hmm. that. Like if you do a specific set of actions during the joust, you win the favor of the the, the noble person. Yeah, which gives, gives some kind of an ability. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's that's where okay. Okay. So this is where this is a game. 
Or this is where okay. this is a, <laughs> this is a tabletop game. This is where this is a tabletop game. I think that if you're talking about a a game whose scope is limited to just the joust, yeah, then that is more of a board game. That's yeah. like you're you're making selections, you're rolling some dice, you're just jousting, and then at the end, like the characters walk away and are the same as they yeah. were when they started. But if the scope of this game is the tournament, then that's a bigger thing. Now you've got four to six players, mm-hmm. four to three, maybe three to six players in pairs who are taking turns in pairs of two yeah. to joust, and everyone else is doing something else, like give them an audience role, give them a nobleman, give them yeah. something to, to monitor, or just to be there to watch and think. Um, and then you have jousts where, because if you're talking about like a joust being three passes, then yeah. it should take three passes to do something, or it should take two to three passes to do something to acquire the the goodwill of one of the noblemen or the noble yeah, people. Yeah. So that you carry their thing into the next uh the next, into the next joust thing, whatever that is. And then, and yeah, then what, that's whether, where there's a story. Yeah, that's true. And like part of this also is like D is combat rules 90% of the time and has some kind of a skill system. Yeah. I have not written like any sort of a skill system interact with the world system. And it could just be that I need to write and interact with the world system. Like, I, I love the idea. Like, I, I don't know if you need to write and interact with the world system, but, like, um, um, what you need is, like, uh, I'm, I'm obsessed with... I, I played um, uh, One Particular Harbor with some people okay. recently by friend of the show, Megan Cross. Um, and that is a game that is just a series of, like, 14 mini games. Yeah. And I, I'm obsessed that- with... That's I, what I should do, Firebrand style. And I'm obsessed with this idea of games that are just mini games. And so you yeah. have, so for this joust game, you have the core joust mechanic, and then mm-hmm. you have a between the jousts tournament scene that is a series of mini games that is like yeah. the player, like two, two, some number of the jousters meeting up at a tavern and sharing a drink, and then yeah. or something. And then those little scenes could then give you bonuses towards jousting against that opponent like if you get some information out of them Mm -hmm. or something like that and again helps build the story and that's maybe kind of the direction that i'm heading with all this rad crawly stuff anyway Mm -hmm. is like like my realization that i wanted to do this with the same universe of characters was for me like an illuminating moment of like i just want to make little guys and stick them in a world (laughs) and give them different tasks and and so like aiming for some like social tasks, social mini games like that, that's fire. And and then again, like having little social mini games, I think that you end up kind of in this larger rad crawl extended universe. universe. <laughs> extended universe <laughs> is that you end up with like a whole bunch of mini games and a whole bunch of macro games, and yeah. like the macro games are like the racing if that still happens or like the sports ball game if the yeah. sports game happens like this or the, the sports combat game or yeah. the jousting and then you have a series of mini games that are like share a drink or share some snacks yeah. or like we that we, connect like, things yeah the connection things that are things that are happening between the sports rounds 
Because so far, a lot of the, the rad crawl games, the macro games are like in these confined chunks of it's a certain number of rounds. It's a game. Yeah. It's a match, whatever. And then you and then you can kind of like as you are playing, pick and choose from the suite of macro and mini games. Yeah. Yeah. And have like a whole fun experience. Social mini games is a thing that I have not considered at all with this. And I think that that's really smart. I think that's that's maybe a direction to go with it. We should play one because then Harbor. Yeah, I definitely want to play. If you Wonder haven't, Harbor. I would love to. I haven't yet. I haven't had a it's chance. Good. Um, it looks so fun. Yeah. <laughs> I want to. I have not actually played any of like the uh, of that. Like, I think I think Firebrands was maybe the first um, yeah, one so. that had that kind of structure. Um, I've not played any of those games. I haven't played Firebrands. Um, I was introduced. I own like to it three by... of them. <laughs> One particular harbor. <laughs> I own like three of them, including uh, one particular harbor by Megan Cross. Um, I also have the, the King is Dead by the by the Bakers. Yeah, um, but so I think, I think, both I think that's the way to go. I think you're right. Um, that's what makes it a role playing game. Yeah, is well, having that, things to do that, that are that you're role playing. Yeah, yeah. The fact the, the mere fact that I'm a role playing game designer means it's going to be a role playing. Yeah. Game. Um. So really, the the pressure is on you. The pressure's Yeah. So I guess. <laughs> so there's also a funny thing with making these mini games that I have like a kind of a structure of like, no, it's just like a sheet. Like every character has just like a, a specific sheet that is different from each other depending upon their activity. And I don't want to do that for mini games. Yeah. I'm going to need to give them like some actual stats. Or like okay. some actual way of generating some kind of a thing. In all likelihood. Because like. I think that's doable. I think that's doable too. I just need to decide how to do it. And I, I like I need to decide like. Am I doing the big six stats? Or am I coming up with some of my own stats? Or what? Um, and I'm probably coming up with some of my own stats. Uh, and they'll just have nothing to do with the macro games. Well. <laughs> They're purely is, is. social. What you need is three stats that okay. make the initials R, A, and D. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> and then we can loop it around like you intended it the whole time. Yeah, three stats that uh, are R, A, and D, and five skills that are C, R, A, W, and L. Yeah. Yeah. So what it is is, <laughs> sorry, I want to just for a brief moment, if you're a game, if you're a tabletop game designer, <laughs> then the things you make are tabletop games. But if you make a lump of coal, yeah, that's a tabletop, tabletop game, game now. It is. You did that. You were not a good custodian of tabletop games because you allowed this lump of coal to become a tabletop role playing game. Like oh, you, oh! You, so you're saying that the the job of a tabletop game designer yeah. is to gatekeep the activities it's, that it's you both, yourself do. It's both prescriptive <laughs> and descriptive. Like you made a thing, and because you made it, that's now a tabletop game. But because it doesn't fit into the description or the definition, it's not a good tabletop. It's game. not a good tabletop game, and you did that. So the goal when you're <laughs> the goal of the tabletop designer. Yes. Is to produce as many tabletop games that are good as possible. Yes. And to like, don't make yourself lunch. Don't make yourself dinner. <laughs> don't don't make any things. Yeah. Be careful what things so, you make. <laughs> it because it's it because it's it's a moving average. Yeah, so yeah if exactly. You make, if you make one thing and it's a tabletop game, then you did it. 
great. You, you can't did make 100%. anything else. If you mm -hmm. make one, if you make three things and one of them is a game, but then two of them are sandwiches, you've you, made you, three you games, like, but two of them like were not good. Games, but two of them were really bad <laughs> because they were sandwiches. Even and so you have to make a lot sandwiches. of things. You have to make more games than you make other things. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. James and I are bad tabletop game designers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We've made like, what? I've made 200? a lot of things that are definitively podcasts. So. No, that are definitively podcasts. Oh, yeah. You should just redefine yourself as a podcaster well, instead. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then, then uh, the space between will be, yes, a, a uh, will be a podcast. Yeah. It's going to be a bad podcast because it's, it's going to be a lot a like a tabletop podcast. game. <laughs> seem, yeah. But it is, in fact, a podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what that's that's, that's where the juice is. That's yeah. how that's how you go for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tabletop mm -hmm. role playing podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I might go ahead and redefine myself as a cook because I think I've probably cooked more things. That's that's fair. I mean, really, yeah, more of us yeah. should do that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Oh. <sighs> So we're 30 minutes into this episode. What, yeah, what else do we want to problem? What have we we've done? Saw, yeah, we, we kind of expected this to go a little longer. I, really I thought that jousting this to be was going to be a, a crunchier nut. And yeah, me too. Especially because like, like I, 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 we could go into mechanics, but I think that would be boring because like, I've kind of already, like, you know, it's just, it's assigning numbers at this point. Yeah, I mean, I guess there, so I have the other, another question. Um, yeah. Which is, how much are you interested with? So like we talked about there being the sort of interpersonal relationships and, and, and larger statistic modifiers and other things you can gain through the social mini games between jousts. Yeah. But like how much do we care about the characters and their thoughts and feelings during the joust? Because, hmm. because I could see a, I could see some mechanic. So like I I okay. So I played I'm just I'm going to sound really repetitive here, but I recently played Sanctuary, an unreleased okay. game by Megan Cross. <laughs> Megan Cross. Um, and friend of the show. <laughs> friend of the show Megan Cross. And it had some really cool things. So like without spoiling too much because the game is not released. But you do some things, and some things happen. It's basically, you draw a card, which selects a prompt, and then you roll a die to see how well the prompt goes. Okay. And so, at the end of almost all of those prompts, it asks you questions like, how does the circumstances change? Like, how does that affect your perception of the world? Like, how does, how does the fact that the bad guys were just able to do this change mm. your perspective on your own group or something yeah. like that. Like, what did you learn from this? What did you, what did you learn about yourself from this? And, and so like, I could see a world in which there is, there are questions like that, or like, um, even if you go back to, um, what's the, uh, uh, reflections or the other game that it was based off of mm. the, the, uh, the, um, the dueling game, a, mo a moment, a mo yeah. a single moment. Yeah, because yeah. that is that is something that is that I'm taking a lot of uh, of inspiration from for this because those but I mean, are but I'm also going more gamey. Yeah, those are games that have very defined like you're we're, we're exploring how the characters feel and then there are yeah. moments of clash between them. Yeah. And I think that 
those two games are very they're weighted very much towards the like what do the characters feel what are their relationships to each other with one yeah. big mechanical clash at the end whereas we're having you know, this game has multiple mechanical clashes and so yeah. i could see you like the characters clash and then they back off and then you explore how they feel you make new mechanical choices they clash again mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. something like that but that's only if you really care about like in the moment what do the characters think how are they changing? How are the characters changing as potentially a way to drive their mechanical changes? I, I think, I think we're actually about to, to go into some kind of, uh, like, uh, philosophical game design territory, uh, which okay. I try not to do normally. I, normally I wouldn't do period. Um, but, but I, I think, I think you're right that that, that those two games do, kind of show two ways of using kind of like a process and having a game that guides you through uh, having like a specific experience, which is like very much like the story game yeah. kind of thing, right? Like, and like specifically, there's games down to like... Specifically, they're about how do the social interactions and relations between the characters affect and influence the combat? Yes. Whereas um, I think that's wrong for... A jousting game. Jousting Agreed. game should be about how does the combat influence the social reaction relationship between the characters? Because it's agreed. It's a, because because especially with like the samurai duel, one of the characters is gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's like the culmination of the final thing. Whereas jousting, if we're playing in a world where jousting is maybe less lethal, then yeah. you're doing a lot of passes, multiple co multiple mechanical conflicts. And those should be a, a a pathway to learn about yourself and the character. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I think there is a I think there there's a couple different ways to like approach designing things, and I I haven't been really like putting a name to it because I I don't think naming things is useful. Um, but I'll the name it for you. thank you, I appreciate it. Um, but having the games that kind of like lead you through an experience and like tell you like, you know, like help you to go like, these are the sorts of things you should be experiencing. These are the sort of questions to be asking and like lead you through and like ask you to do scenes is very different from the kind of thing that I'm sort of doing with Radcrawl that I'm going like, these are, these are less a game to play and more a series of toys. Yeah. Um I was I was speaking with um uh with Jay Dragon of uh of Wander Home and uh Yaziba's Bed and Breakfast fame. And Jay was describing Yaziba's like a playground. That it's that like yes, you tell stories, um, but that one of the really cool things about uh Yaziba's is that it has a whole bunch of things to play on. Mm -hmm. And uh Jay and I were were talking about like how dramatically different what I'm trying to do is from what Yazibas is. Oh, interesting. <laughs> While also being the exact same thing. Yeah, I was gonna say those like, sound more similar. Yeah, yeah, but like you know, Yazibas, the the idea of taking out like a tactical grid and battling to the death in Yazibas bed and breakfast would be like truly baffling. Like you could play rad crawl within Yazibas bed and breakfast. <laughs> uh. Right, like the, yeah. the the two the two systems do would not over overlap in any way anywhere, 
but they have that same philosophy of like, hey, here's a fun thing you could play with. Yeah. Um, it's kind like, of the it's kind of a free play versus guided experience. Like, yeah, I, w- I would describe like the Firebrands, one particular harbor games, even a space between is really a guided experience type game where the game yeah. is saying, here are some choices for you to make. Now think about the, the, the effects of that in this way versus like even like D&D, Rad Crawl, Wander Home, which is like a wild list of games. That's a wild list. <laughs> but like those are all games where it's like, here are toys. Play with those toys. And yeah, we're absolutely. not going to help you. And I, and like I, even something even like a distinction between like the veil, which is a, a cyberpunk game, yeah. um, that game, which I think sort of takes more of the free play form, it often asks you in a mechanical way to say, check in with your character's emotions. How do they feel about this? And then we're yeah. going to let that drive the, the mechanical rolling. That feels more like the guided experience because it's mm-hmm. because it's asking you to sort of like it's affecting the way that the. I've, uh, I feel like I've lost that thought. It fe- it's affecting no. the way that you're, you're experiencing the game by asking you to do specific things. Yeah. Um, and like, I think that that there's I, I think that both of those are really great ways to to approach getting friends together to have a fun time. Yeah. You know, um, and like it's in the same way that like sometimes you have your friends over. And you say, like, you know, hey, we are playing this game. And other times you get friends over and you're like, we are having a couple of drinks. And then at some point someone says, like, hey, do you want to play a round of Mario Kart? Or, like, let's play some Sapo. Or, like, maybe I should use a cultural reference that people would know. I got it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> play, play, like, some bocce or something. Uh, that, like, you know, like, they're, they're different styles of, of getting around the table. And I think a lot of my friction with D&D actually has been not realizing that it's different from Pasión de las Pasiones. Um, that like the, the appeal of D&D is not that it tells that it, a story because it, it doesn't. It fits on one tweet. All it's the it rules fits on one fit tweet. on one tweet. <laughs> it fits on one tweet. It was written by a game designer. Yeah. Um, and uh, and more importantly, it's it's a bunch of little toys to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that now that I'm sitting down and writing my own game that is a bunch of toys to play with, um, it's it's sometimes tough for me to see where the structure is, and that is maybe okay, uh, because like I could see, and I hope someone would grab these rules and say, "Hey, I got a game where a." F- frog fights a demon on horses do you want to do it and their friend goes yeah cool and then they do and then and then the best sessions of playing rad crawl the ones where you didn't even roll any dice i mean maybe maybe but like like, i feel like that is the thing that i'm missing because it is roster based and i haven't done anything to build out personality and world interaction yeah um which is like maybe a realization to be having a little bit late <laughs> after 700 episodes talking about it <laughs> hours upon hours designing it <laughs> who knows in my second art pass on the characters you know yeah um but like uh i think that 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 is part of what i need to figure out in the i think that figuring out 
that I might want to do different styles of games that apply to the same characters is realize is also pointing out to me that I need to figure out what happens between mini games also. Or and part of what happens between mini games is maybe other mini games. Yeah. Or you need to make the decision to not decide what happens between yeah. mini games. And because to either that's, have it that's that's the that's what D D does. D D yeah. says here is a mini game about combat and here is a or here is a macro game about combat here is a mini yeah. game about skill checks Skills. and i'm going to define yeah. nothing else that happens between them and that's and that's where you get all the people who are like but what if we did what if we did shadowrun in dnd <laughs> because because with dnd you have to bring the story to the game the game isn't going to bring you the story at all it's yeah. bringing you a series of mini games to play that yeah. will fit into your story yeah, I think there is a weirder level also of, but I'm weirdly giving you the characters. Yeah, that's a we- that's a weird one. That that does add like a weird wrinkle to it, right? Yeah. Um, that it makes it so that like instead of going like, oh, I've made this character that I have like a basic idea of what they wanted life in the world, you're instead going like, here's this dude that Brandon came up with. Yeah. Uh, but I like that. I think it's, but I, I, I kind of, I think that makes it interesting. I think that makes it like, like, gives some opportunity to do some weird stuff. Also, I'm, I'm one of the part of the reason I, I'm doing this. Also, is like, uh, one of the characters from season one, uh, is a very clear contender for for jousting. Mm. So mm. season two will probably maybe introduce jousting instead of being what I intended it to be initially. Uh, so and have th- interconnectivity. Like one of the things that I think is good that I think is very yeah. interesting about the pre-made characters, and I, I think that finding the right level of pre-made yeah. to, to 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 pre-make characters to is gonna be important. But like when I was young, well, some of my fondest memories are of playing this board game to to put us back on the what is a board game, what is a, t- a role-playing <laughs> game discussion. Um this board game called Hero Quest. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a it was a board game and but it was like a play. It was a GMless D and D experience, kind of. Yeah. Where you would move your characters around. There were predefined maps. Someone could play as the game, but the characters you played were like predefined characters who had like a backstory. Like there was a barbarian and an elf and a and a wizard, and they all had like yeah. I think they had names, and I think they had like. There was a dwarf. I think so. They had specific, they had stories, but like those were just like hooks to lure you in. And then you could build your, because you were telling stories with those characters, you would then like bring that into the, you brought some of their baggage into the world with you as like a starting yeah. place. But then you would yeah. tell your own stories and build on top of that. Yeah, definitely. And like that is, that is totally what I, what I want people to do. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to write a novel about about Sir Muckroot. That would yeah. be silly. He's a frog with a shield. Um, I'd much rather that somebody else write games <laughs> with Sir Muckroot. Ugh, I would love to buy. I've been every once in a while I look into buying Hero Quest. It's like <laughs> over a hundred dollars to buy this game. Yeah. That that is a game that that I occasionally will see people talk about and I'll go like 
Oh, I never played that. I never got a chance to. Let me, let me look it it's up. Like a, going, nope. It's a nope. Milton Bradley game from like 1991. <laughs> it costs that's a tabletop. That's not a tabletop game. That's no, a role that's playing. A board game. I mean, that's a board Milton game. Milton Bradley was a board game designer. It was a board and game so designer. It's yeah. a board game. Yeah, yeah. It has some role playing in it, but that was because they did the board game. They, they created a bad board game because it wasn't fully board game. Exactly. That's yeah. on them. Alter- that's on alternately. Milton Bradley. Alternately, Milton Bradley may have been a businessman, and so mm. this would be a business. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> That's I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Did they keep? Did they keep their yeah, they were business, board game? They love? were a business that made board games, which is why this is a board game. I think. I think that Milton Bradley was actually a toy maker. I think they made well, toys in, in addition extent, to games. Toy. So I think it's maybe a toy. It's, it's, yeah. Mm. Bradley. Yeah, does Milton Bradley just make board games? What the This is this is the serious. Yeah. Okay. So Wikipedia so okay, so you are what Wikipedia says you are. Yes. Wikipedia 100%. says Milton Bradley, born November 8th, 1836 to and died May 30th, 1911, was an American business magnate, board game or biz, American business magnate, game pioneer and publisher. Many credited with launching the board game. So, okay, so he now, made board game <laughs> industries. Admittedly, he died in 1911. Yes. And I don't think he request was out yet. No. He made... They, he made... He request in 1991. But he died in 1911. That's pretty impressive. Wait, wait. Bradley's ventures into the production of board games began with a large failure in his lithograph business. When he printed and sold an image of the little-known Republican presidential nominee Abraham Lincoln, Bradley initially was met with great success. Okay, so he's a but lithograph. But it turned out maker. Bradley was not actually good. Oh no, Lincoln had decided to grow his beard after Bradley's print run. Well, okay, but that's because he's a board game maker. Because <laughs> he's a board game maker. And when he made a lithograph he... picture of Abraham Lincoln, that was a terrible. That board was a game. terrible board game. <laughs> That really see. Look, this is holding up. I did not expect any interaction with Abraham Lincoln in this. Yeah, you never uh, expect Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's um, true. But yeah, yeah. Bradley published. He also late in his <laughs> this career is a weird started article. to talk a lot. He had a lot of opinions about the concept of kindergarten. Oh no! <laughs> I think he was four. This is not. We should do a podcast that's just Brandon and James read Wikipedia. Honestly, there's a lot of podcasts like that. He he produced a board. His interest in art education led him to produce a color wheel. It's kind of like a board game. It basically is. I mean, it is a board mm-hmm, game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, objectively. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, Milton Bradley is a board game designer. Is a board game. Yeah. Is a board game. Yeah. The Milton Bradley Company is a board game. The Milton Bradley Company is a board game. Yeah. Um, who made Monopoly? <laughs> Hasbro. Not Hasbro. Hasbro, oh, okay. Hasbro, Has Hasbro Brothers, been around that long? Waddington's Fun School. Anyway, Monopoly, anyway. this is the problem that people have with Monopoly, is that Monopoly is a tabletop role-playing game. It's a guided experience tabletop role-playing game that is supposed to teach you to hate capitalism. And most yeah. people think it's a board game, and that's the problem. That's why people hate Monopoly, because they don't you can understand. You to run cyberpunk. Yeah. 
Nobody <laughs> thinks to sit down and say, could I play a cyberpunk that game using that Monopoly? That has so clearly derailed both of our days so much. So deeply. Um, but also the people, people like the... It was the tweet about how the how a table a table the thing that is appealing about D and D is that all its rules fit on in one tweet, and also the fact that there are people who are watching a Shadowrun TV series and going, "I wonder if I could play this in D and D." Yeah, I, like it's. Uh, I think I think that what happened is that the playing cyberpunk in D and D broke us, mm-hmm. uh, and like just primed us. To be ready to just to just break, yeah. I'm about to break. And and then the next one, the next one with D and D fit in a single tweet was just too much. It was just too much, yeah. And it ruined our podcast, yeah. But anyway, yeah. I, I do think we figured out how to make a jousting game, though. I think so. so. I think, and I, I do think this would be a fun little jousting game. Yes. And like whether whether you sit down and play it just to do a couple jousts or whether you like stick it into something bigger could be could and be unfortunately fun. now because we are an indie game design podcast that unfinished idea has to go on a shelf unfinished forever unfinished forever yeah yeah until next week when we come up with a new idea to unfinish forever exactly exactly yeah um james uh last question yeah for you uh what what kind of knight or jouster would I should I make to specifically appeal to you? Ooh. Um hmm. Cause I want to play this game with my friends. This mm, is this, mm. this is continuing to be super self-indulgent. So if I was gonna be incredibly self-indulgent, which I, yeah. I think I am. Of course um, you have to be. I would want a jouster who is actually multiple people. Okay. Like, like maybe literally do like three frogs in a trench coat. Okay. And they can rotate, maybe not through the, maybe not through, uh, um, their own their own will, but like events in the game cause them to switch which of them is on top. Okay. Which changes their play style, their jousting style. Okay. Because you have like the. The defensive one, the one who's willing to push a little faster, the one who wants to try to try, try to hold two lances at the same time, like the one who's thinking outside the box, like and depending on and, and so they'll like things will cause them to shift and, and, and flip. And then if you end up with like the one who just wants to go faster on top, well, now you're just going to go faster. Yeah. And, yeah. And that will change the strategy depending on who's playing. Perfect. I think I think they can't be frogs. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Because uh, because the uh, we've already got a, a frog knight. Yeah, yeah, no, not frogs. It'd be birds. We could, they could be birds. Do you want do you want birds or something different? I do like birds. A bunch of ravens, all pretending to be one jouster. Perfect. Ravens, ravens are really pretend. smart. Yeah, can't all be the one on top to see. No, they yeah, they've got to be yeah. Excellent. Can definitely do that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> I think Elizabeth wants a, a demon. Yeah. So the tracks. Yeah. And and I needed a frog. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously. you know, yeah, obviously, <laughs> as, as we can see from everything. Yeah, I think jousting. I'm interested to see. And maybe we can talk about this next time, which means sure. we absolutely won't. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> every time I Guaranteed. say that, we don't. 
Um, <laughs> I'm interested to see what kind of like social mini games you end up coming up with for between the rad crawl. I'd be I'd be super down nice. to do that because like I I don't I don't have anything yet. Uh, yeah. and and I don't know what to do. Maybe we can... maybe it's location based mini games. Yeah, could see yeah. that. That lets you come up with cool locations too. Yeah, that's what that's one thing I kind of like. Yeah, you know, and like some probably some mini games can be repeated multiple places. You know. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. yeah. There's a tavern in every city. There should probably be some kind of, you know, taverny things to do. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's week after next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe maybe we can maybe at some point we could talk about luring a friend of the show, Megan Cross, back on the show to teach us about making a game that's a bunch of mini games. <laughs> well, we've we've now mentioned her three times in yes. one episode. So I thrice think mentioned Beetlejuice style. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Everyone should yeah, so- look out for for Sanctuary. I really had a I played it this weekend and I had a fun time. Uh it's a fun it's a it's so the other thing that I want to talk about really briefly is that it's a prequel to her other game, uh Sentinel, which I also love. Oh, okay. And I just love the concept of prequel games so oh my much. God, me too. Like it yeah. directly sets up Sentinel. That's awesome. Like That's literally really cool. the last line in the in the in the 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 playtest document is like if you're not done with these characters yet, go play Sentinel. It's the next game in the series. <laughs> go go buy Sentinel, unless mm-hmm. you're James and you've already bought it four times. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. One time per, one time per. Everybody play. knows tabletop games are single use items. And they certainly are when they're sandwiches. Yes, absolutely. Brought That's it the, around. Yeah, brought it there around. There we go. So, yeah. If you are, no, a thing we do at the end of the podcast. We have to do the credits first. Yeah. Um, so, oh, okay. Yeah. So if you're holding something in your hand and you're not sure if it's a tabletop game or not, definitely tweet at us. Maybe <sighs> pictures. I'm not. Don't do anything weird. Uh, <laughs> where together you can find us on Twitter at Stop Pack and Roll or individually. I'm at End of the Meltdowns. And I'm at Gambetta. Uh, you can find our uh, podcast and what we've been working at on uh, www.stopbackandroll.com. We make this podcast and the other one we haven't made in 10 months uh, with the support of our Patreon backers, people like Evan Nyquist, Alpha Luce, uh, Larry Asmuth, Osbian, Team Ra, Michael Bowman, Lieutenant, Rob Abrazado, Spellbound Mage, and Jack Blair. If you'd like to help support this show and our future shows, uh, check us out at patreon.com slash roll. If you can't support us financially, support our community by becoming a part of it. Come tell us about the games you've been working on. Join our Discord at tinyurl.com slash shrdiscord or discord.stopbackandroll.com. And if you've got a jouster or something you want to tell us that mm-hmm. should exist, tell us. Because I've got, I've got no ideas. My brain is melted. I came up with mechanics and then I just stopped fully. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know, though, the best jousters, they like you, the best jousters out there in the world. Yeah. They, they, you, when you start, you have to like remember to be on your horse. You have to remember your totally. lance, and then you, 100%. you you move forward, pointing your lance at the other jouster. And when you get to the end of the pitch, I don't know what you call it, at the end of your pass, you have to remember to stop, hack, and roll.
There was there. This is this is off topic from the podcast and probably gets cut. Um, there was an um actually question where they had to like identify different frogs, um, and you had to like say like who the frog was and from what media. And I think there were ten of them, and I went nine for ten <laughs> with like a hundred percent confidence on all of them. Like nice. like it was like oh that's this character from this thing. This is their deal. 